0: This is George Newbern, the voice of Superman. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming at DCAUreview.com and on your favorite podcast app.
1: When the world is under attack. Ah, The clock is ticking. And one hero isn't enough. Lives are at stake. Mankind's only hope is the Justice League. Join Batman. Miss me. Superman. We need to join forces on this. Wonder Woman.
0: All buckled in. And
1: their League of Superheroes. On
0: the job, Batman.
1: A brand new show. Justice League Action.
2: welcome everybody to episode 266 of the dcau review i am one of your hosts cal and with me as he always is my good friend good brother the man that runs our twitter account it's liam liam we are in the last week of this month of june Uh, well at least we are on the original recording date of this episode but uh we that means that uh we have decided along with our dwindling amount of superman content that we've referenced ad nauseum this month <laughs> uh we decided to take a trip around the multiverse uh and uh, the multiverse of course is in uh, on people's thoughts and minds uh, pretty much any in any movie franchise but especially the DC movie franchise with the release of the Flash movie last week but uh Yeah, we are deciding to take a trip to a never before visited multiversal planet universe uh, and uh, one that uh, I'm excited to talk about with you today.
3: That's right. Kind of a a little bit of I don't know if you can say hidden gem when it's a show that aired on a, you know, a major cable network in the US for two years, but. Yeah, it feels that way sometimes, I think. (laughs) A little bit of a recent uh, forgotten memory here. But yes, we are talking for the first time about Justice League action. Uh, Lots of uh, DCAU connections to this show that we'll get to in a moment here. But yes, we're talking about two episodes since they are the shorter sort of 12-minute episodes a la uh, a lot of the modern Cartoon Network fare. Um, We have two episodes to talk about today. First one being Follow That Space Cab, and the second one being Galaxy Jest.
2: Absolutely. And that, of course, means that we, well, you get to share not one, but two official IMDB synopses for this week's episodes, which, of course, are brought to you by the Pod Tower. Now, both of these episodes, as you mentioned, originally aired here in the States on the Cartoon Network the first one, which is you mentioned, follow that space cab, originally debuted on January the twenty first, twenty seventeen, and then Galaxy just appeared on February the eleventh, twenty seventeen. Meaning we uh, we're about six years out from these episodes originally debuting, and of course, before we get to our IMDb synopses, they are. Brought to you by The Pod Tower. That's right. If you are a fan of all things DC animation, if you love podcasts or, hey, you love both of those things, then I have a recommendation for you. Head over to youtube.com slash The Pod Tower today and check out a myriad of different podcasts available for you, including the Watchtower Database's Jump on the Batwagon podcast, The entire Tim Talk catalog, which covers the entire DC animated universe from Batman the Animated Series all the way up through Justice League Unlimited. And wouldn't you know it, our entire catalog as well. All delivered right on YouTube for your easy listening experience. That's YouTube.com slash ThePodTower. Head over and subscribe today.
3: That's right. So this is the synopsis for the episode, Follow That Space Cab, which is written by Paul Dini, directed by Jake Castorena. with music by Kevin Ryple and animation by Soonmin Image Pictures. And that synopsis leads as such. Superman and Hawkman receive the help of an honorable space cab driver as they try to protect Mr. Mind from being captured by Lobo and uh, the honorable
2: space cab driver <laughs> not sure why you use that adjective to
3: describe him but there's a lot of space cabs cabbies out there and uh, not all of them adhere to a strict code of honor but you have to be specific the, the honorable space cab driver. right maybe he's a judge as well and like <laughs> maybe, maybe space cabbing is is a uh, is his side hustle here and we're uh... <laughs> that's right the honorable honorable judge space
2: cab he's got like a, he's got like one of those syndicated television shows where he has like the different villains come on and argue yes. over, over petty petty like
3: small small courts claims that's right the the dominors and the gordanians get into like a zoning <laughs> issue and he's gotta <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta preside over that i love that yeah <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into
2: our synopsis of this first episode. Follow that space cab. And uh, yeah, we kick things off where, uh, you know what? The name of this this show. Okay, Justice League Action. Just just briefly here. We tried to do some some research about the show itself and came back not necessarily confirming anything. But I think you and I can both hypothesize based on when this uh, this show started to be or started in development uh, in 2016. I think early 2016 it was announced. Eventually debuting in uh, in January or late late December of 2016, January 2017. Uh, this was likely to hopefully capitalize on buzz that would have come from the Justice League live action movie, uh, which of course. There was buzz, all right, but maybe not the type of buzz that uh, that they were hoping for. So, uh, yeah, the corporate synergy was definitely uh, pushing this out there. And uh, there's a lot of familiar names involved with this. We'll talk a little about uh, in a little bit. Liam, of course, you already mentioned Paul Dini responsible for writing this episode, but. Bush Lukic, Alan Burnett uh a myriad of others that uh that were responsible and involved with with uh with DC animation as a whole and the DCAU uh, lots of lots of connections here and and uh so, so these as you mentioned very short and to the point episodes they are on average like 11 to 12 minutes each and I think the title itself Justice League action lends to the fact that you get pretty much wall-to-wall action in the 11 minutes. <laughs> There's not a lot. You get the story kind of along with the action. You're kind of dropped in there. There's very little exposition that kind of explains who these characters are or where, where they're coming from. You learn who Space Cabby is very quickly. It's like you're dropped into his cab. Uh, <laughs> literally, Superman drops into his cab uh, after a fight in the middle of space happening between Superman and uh, and Jonas Glim and Lobo.
0: Well, this day was a wash. Ten-hour shift, all for one fare between Tamaran and Korugar. think I'll drop by Al's diner, flirt with Darlene, and call it a huh? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's Super Superman? Hey, you're you're Superman! Uh, wow! Superman in my space cab! Drive. Yes, sir. Where to? Away from them. Can't believe he took Superman out with one zap. Oh yeah, Jonas. I always
1: pack a red sun-powered blaster. Just for old blue boy. <laughs>
0: to everything else You've got lobo after you
1: i kind of took out a loan from boss cat the gangster to finance my last conquest
2: uh they're all having this fight and they are all uh they're all attempting to either hunt or protect mr mind uh the infamous mr mind
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh so superman drops is, is dropped into the middle of this space cab space cab he sort of acts as this uh the uh, the escape run for for Superman in the midst of this battle uh, that uh, that Superman and Lobo are having. And then it's kind of like the chase is on at that point. Lobo is trying to catch up with the space cab. There's some there's some, you know, fisticuffs that occur that happen there. Superman is trying to get help from some of the other justice leagues, leaguers. He's able to call in some help, get help from uh, from Hawkman, who shows up.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Hawkman. And uh, and Lobo begin to have their own fight. And then meanwhile, we get sort of uh, Superman uh, trying to recover. And that's that we we're introduced to all this very quickly. And there's lots of punching and kicking and throwing and smashing. And uh, and there's some dialogue mixed in there in between
3: yeah absolutely i was gonna say yeah, the, the plot synopses for these is gonna be like lightning fast <laughs> you can only say and then they punch for a bit and then this guy punches this guy and then this guy punches this guy and then this no basically yes as you said there's a lot of uh, a lot of fisticuffs between lobo and hawkman and then lobo and superman after superman kind of recovers after being hit with like a red sun ray from uh, from lobo and meanwhile, yes, they're trying to protect Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind's little container gets busted open. And that's, that's probably, it's so funny. We mentioned this episode is written by Paul Dini, who, as we've talked about ad nauseum on the show, has such a, you know, delightful and kind of quirky sense of humor to himself. And if you just, I feel like if you said Paul Dini, Mr. Mind, space cabby, you're like, this is going to be really wacky. <laughs> but it, but the only really really it's like we we get uh we get like about three minutes towards the end of the episode where superman kind of recovers and goes out to help hawkman fight lobo and uh, as they're battling mr mind gets free and starts like climbing through like the the center console of the space cab and so uh, the space cabbie has to sort of uh have a, a battle of wits <laughs> with mr Mind. <laughs> And Mister Mind is seemingly out of reach and is, is about to outsmart him, but uh, but the space cabbie kind of plays to Mister Mind's ego, mentioning that he's this uh, world-renowned super criminal that almost almost destroyed the Justice League single-handedly. And he asks him for a uh, for a selfie, and uh, and uses his uh, his camera to with the uh, with the flash on to uh, to blind Mister Mind, which allows them to kind of recapture him. <laughs>
0: Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind? The Mr. Mind? Is there another? The Mr. Mind who fought the Justice League to a standstill? The same. Mr. Mind, the ruthless, evil, intergalactic villain? I prefer visionary iconoclast, but all right. Mr. Mind, sir, I've had a lot of celebrities in my camp, but never anyone of your stature. I think not. It would mean the galaxy to me if I could just get a picture of us together. It's for my collection here. No. Please. Go very well. But don't touch me!
1: Ah! My eyes! Gotcha!
0: Treasury!
3: Out of the space cab, right as Lobo, right as uh, Lobo, Superman and Hawkman are are uh, are kind of fought to a standstill, and then uh, in the scuffle, wouldn't you know it, Lobo accidentally steps on Mister Mind and seemingly kills him. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm uh, I'm I'll be honest, I'm not up to date on my Mister Mind lore, so I was not aware that this was a character that could regenerate. Mm-hmm. for like a minute there they did actually have me that oh my god they just they just i know it's a bug but they just they just killed this guy right yeah it is it we'll talk i mean
2: we can kind of mesh everything together with these how short these are but yeah the the they really drive home the point that lobo has smashed mr mind by giving you immediate Not one, but two instant replays of his boot just (laughs) decimating Mr. Mind. They really, really got a lot of enjoyment out of that shot, it looked like.
1: Ooh, guys, lay off and I'll split the reward with you. I kind of mean it this time.
0: Ah! 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 Dude, I got some mind on me. I may throw up. Just enough proof to collect the reward.
1: Ha! Here, Sif! I said I'd split it with you. Well, it's been a party. See ya, suits, Yeah, man!
0: Captain Kurt, fuck! Oh, man, I never thought you guys would come in second to that creep.
3: So, uh, so, Lobo, uh, you. Grabs a tissue and pulls a little bit of Mr. Mind's DNA off of his, uh, his shoe and decides that's a uh, sufficient enough evidence for, uh, for boss Cack, the guy who uh, wants Mr. Mind captured. So that'll be evidence that he, uh, that Mr. Mind is dead and Lobo will get us re- reward. And so he, uh, he speeds off to collect that reward. But of course, uh, boss Cack, not, not too sure that Mr. Mind is actually dead. And uh, right at that moment, we cut back to Mr. Mind, who has regenerated here. And he's so proud of himself having, having regenerated and seemingly outsmarted uh, all of the heroes and then Lobo as well, only to discover that he's regenerated inside of a, another containment device, this time inside the watchtower with, uh, with Superman, Hawkman, and Space Cabbie there to, uh, to celebrate with, uh, with another picture as we, uh, as we fade to black here on our, our first of two episodes. Yeah. So um as far as
2: the plot is concerned it's hard as we have sort of alluded to based on the the, the nature in the episode it's it's very very quick. Um I think I like the idea uh of Paul Dini writing an episode that includes sort of some of these ancillary goofy DC characters like space cabbie, you know, that's, a uh, that's <laughs> not, not one that you would probably, uh, that the layman on the street would know. So uh, uh, Mr. Mind sort of lives on even through his, uh, his, even though his appearances in both Shazam movies were sort of like the, uh, the, the, Uh, The legendary nerd out moment for those two two movies, Uh, it it doesn't have a lot of mainstream uh, credibility, we'll say. So you have some some goofy, some goofy DC characters. And then you mix in Lobo, who obviously had such mainstream recognition in the 90s, but has since kind of dropped off, certainly isn't as well known uh, mixed in with Superman and Hawkman. So, yeah, you you have some fun there, but I th- I don't think there was enough time other than like the interaction between Mr. Mind and the space Cabby, where mm-hmm. he manages to outsmart him by blinding him with the camera. Um, I you don't have as much like, goofy, zany, typical Paul Dini off the wall type humor uh, to showcase with that said, though, it's 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 a fun 11 minutes. It's it is certainly action packed. There's a lot of fighting that occurs uh, between Hawkman, Superman and and Lobo. There is some some uh, some some great visuals that we can talk about in just a moment. But yeah, I think it's it is certainly very quick and thus hard to sort of adjust to 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 appreciate. But I think if I was watching this and I was you know 10 years old or eight years old i think i would have gotten a big kick out of it and as an adult i can appreciate the fact that they used this cartoon to introduce some of these lesser known mm-hmm. you know uh, golden and silver age characters that people probably wouldn't be uh, as familiar with did space cabbie make a, an appearance in in uh, brave and the bold do we know
3: that's a great question i don't know if he uh, that seems like one that would be right up uh, right their that's... alley to fit in somewhere for, for sure I, I would be curious to know if uh if he
2: did indeed make an appearance there because if not again this is sort of like detective chimp or like mm-hmm. one of those one of those just off the wall like can't believe this is what's the uh what's the earth is it Earth X, what's the Earth with the like the rabbit and the Earth C, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like one of those zany things that you just bring in. That's like, man, I can't believe this was <laughs> a thing at one point, and and DC is acknowledging that it existed in this way is it, kind of funny. So, yeah, I liked it. I ended up going with a six out of ten for plot. Um, I think that the the having the lobo, superman, and space Cabby all in a in an episode. Uh, kind of sets the tone for what you can kind of expect, I guess, for this, where you have some of those weirder off the wall characters that you might've expected to see in, in the brave and the bold. Uh, and then you get, you get to interact with them in a, in a, like in a dash to the
3: finish here with, with an 11 minute cartoon. Absolutely. Yeah. There's yeah. Like you said, and as, as the upper, upper term or upper roll word is, uh, is action justice. The action it, a lot of uh, a lot of kind of the fun that you could have had and also the fact that it's, it's 12 minutes as opposed to 22. So you have even less time to work in any kind of quirky character beats. I, yeah. I think it's fun. Uh, if I didn't say I, I gave plot five out of 10 because I think it's, it's a solid, it's a solid outing. It's a fun introduction to some of these characters if you're, if you're new to them, but uh, yeah, not a lot, not a lot to sink your teeth into from uh, from a story perspective. There you go.
2: All right, then let's move on to our next category, which is going to be animation and visuals. And while uh, did we did we find it? I know it was difficult for you to, to locate. Did you find an animation studio responsible for this uh, for, for this episode? Yes.
3: So uh, from what I can tell, animation was done for this series by Soon Mean Image Pictures, uh, also known as it's shortened to smip in the uh, in the credits but uh yeah they they worked on things like ben 10 and uh a couple other uh, there's an avengers cartoon they on as well as some uh some other uh some other uh things like that a lot of, a lot of cartoon network shows and, and some disney stuff as well um i yeah I, I think we can uh we can we can hop into our visual section here yeah it's 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 a lot it is very it's a very different style um shane Gl- shane glines is the lead uh character designer he's he does a lot of work for for the dc animation these days does a lot of the the character designs for harley Quinn and for i think some of the the more modern dc animation uh, movies as well um so it's uh, this show's definitely got a unique look to it it's it's hard for me to explain. Like it's very simplified. Like in some ways, it feels even more stripped down and simplified than like the new Batman Adventures Superman style. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's also but it's a very like vibrant and bright and colorful world at the same time. And there's definitely a uh, a flair to uh, and there's uh, a life to the to the action and and to the uh, to the characters as well.
2: Yeah, I do. I mean, some of the characters, Superman certainly rings true to a to a DCAU cartoon. They're a little bit more, they're less squared off. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're a little bit more angular than we were, than you would typically expect, but uh, not as, the, the jaws are definitely not square. So the jaws come to a point. Everybody's, uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit more angular, I guess. So maybe if you had a hybrid baby between like, the batman and dcau if like if they made it you might come up with something that looks somewhat similar to this i guess i i don't know but as you mentioned you know shane glines of course his work on harley quinn and a lot of other projects that he's been involved with but um yeah i i do like the the overall aesthetic of the way that the show looks it doesn't it doesn't look like a copy and paste from any other show necessarily like but it also doesn't feel alien uh completely
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, you know characters a lot of the characters don't necessarily um i guess you have your human character that kind of looks like uh you you have space cabbie who kind of looks like the grown-up who's the male in kim possible like he kind (laughs) of looks like yeah, he kind of looks like a grown-up version of him. I would imagine uh in in, in but now he's a, like a cab driver. So he's got kind of <laughs> like he's kind of got like those Disney eyes and and uh but then Superman has just like the just the 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 lenses like the just the irises of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh so you don't you don't have the the whites of his eyes, which is obviously very very much on brand for DCAU stuff. Um we'll talk about some of the other character designs in in uh it once we get to the other episode but lobo looks like lobo except he's got like he, he kind of looks dreads. <laughs> yeah he's got dreadlocks i was gonna say he he just is missing a hat and he would look like uh he would look like lemmy from motorhead he's got like oh, the yeah thick thick um you know handlebar mustache and uh you know his his uh his space hog looks really intimidating he's got the big skull on the front but they gave him like flames on it and Mm -hmm. uh, you know characters the characters look look pretty interesting i I, it's definitely eye-catching that's that's for sure so i yeah i I don't have any complaints about the the actual character designs for the show i think i think they all kind of fit together and it, it kind of feels familiar while also separating itself and, and clearly saying like, this is different than any other cartoon.
3: Yeah. The Hawkman design, I feel like st- stood out to me a lot across these two episodes. He's got they I'm so used to, cause uh, it's, they give him kind of like the really old school, like golden age Hawkman look with the, without the big wings on the helmet. So he just has like the real sleek, uh, sleek mask with the little kind of bird beak in the front. And then these kind of uh, like amber colored wings and, and then like the green and the green and gold armor. Um, so, yeah, they definitely they definitely didn't lean too heavily on. Uh, they definitely, I think, uh, kind of forged their own path as far as the actual costume designs and things like that and the color palette they used for that so that certainly stood out to me and then yeah, as as we said in this first episode it's a lot of uh, a lot of action between Superman and Lobo and then Hawkman and Lobo and then uh, you know all the the big explosions you said the kind of dramatic replays of Mr. Mind getting squished (laughs) is is a lot of fun as well so uh, yeah I uh, I ended up giving visuals a seven out of ten for this episode I think it's I think it's fun. Um I do think yeah there's something where like Superman's got is kind of very squared off but a lot of the other characters yeah it's very very kind of like a, very angular very kind of sharp shapes like Space Cabby has this very pointed sort of more triangular face and and everything there. So I, I yeah I think they they gave everybody kind of a unique look. It's not kind of the the one size fits all uh male or or as we'll get to in the next episode, female bodies in this episode. They kind of everybody has a really kind of unique look to themselves, which I which I kind of appreciate here. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a fun, solid episode. Like I said, it's a lot of action. I like uh I like uh the the Hawkman uh Hawkman Lobo fight might have been my, my favorite part of it and and uh not a lot of uh like uh 3D animation too like the vehicles and everything are seem to be 2d animations so i i, I appreciate that as too because as we've talked about that could be kind of jarring at times in, in these shows so um yeah it was a, it's a it's a it's a pretty fun romp from a, a visual perspective
2: yeah i agree i actually gave it the same exact score i gave it a seven out of ten and uh yeah i i i did notice i think i think the space cab is I think that was a CGI vehicle with the the cell shading over top of it, but it's interesting mm-hmm. to see how well things have progressed. This obviously in 2017, um, it, you know, coming out then, what was, I'm trying to think about the things that we've maybe, what have we reviewed that would have been before this that had CGI, I, I guess, Brave and the Bold, right? Which was like more 2011
3: yeah. to 2013-ish. So this is even a couple. Yeah, and of- we've we've broken into some JLU and Justice League to have the uh, the CGI javelins and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so the progression, <laughs> obviously, from some of the things that I've we've I've pointed out or complained about in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, with the CGI being so such a sore and eyesore and standing out so so clearly, the the techniques to be able to sort of blend that in, even if the movement still isn't or is a little bit... Uncanny Valley in some in some form or fashion, where you can it's something just doesn't match up right. Your brain tells you that this does not (laughs) this does not go here. But it at least visually, if you at a quick glance, you can't necessarily stick. It doesn't stick out the same way that it did, you know, a a decade earlier or you know less than a decade before this. So yeah i i I would uh, I would agree with you. I think I think a lot of the fun is certainly in in the character designs in just seeing some of these characters that you know they're in 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 the middle of outer space, fighting for a lot of it, so you know it's more punching and kicking. There were a couple interesting moments that I liked. I like when Superman finally recovers. Uh, he comes down to save Hawkman in this abandoned uh, uh mine, and uh, he he lands, and uh, just as he blocks like this this blast from a gun that Lobo is going to shoot Hawkman with. And they cut to Lobo and he's kind of surprised and he, you know, he's taunting Superman about, you know, he thought he was done for. And Superman mentions that the red sun ray that Lobo shot him with took away his powers, but the yellow sun recharges him. And just in that moment, the yellow sun raises behind him and you kind of get this glow around Superman. It was just a cool visual. It It was a, you know... It it was uh, accompanied with the music swell as it was a good it was a good look. So I liked that. And then immediately after that, Hawkman and Superman team up to to take down Lobo mm-hmm. and you get these these freeze frame comic book panel type shots of fists being uh, shoved into into Lobo's face and stomach and back Is as they, you know, they, they do this the same trick that, that Brave and the Bull would do, where they, they really highlight the impact of the violence while also keeping this probably a TV Y7 and not making it as violent as, uh, you know, as showing a, a, a fist connect in, in slow motion. So uh, effective, obviously pays homage to the, the source material of, of, the, of the superhero genre being from comic books. And, uh, and it looks cool too so i really i really did enjoy that also so a a good first episode to introduce us to the the way that this this show looks and then some of the the things we'll we'll pick up on in in episode two and how they how they choose uh to to handle certain action sequences and such but yeah good good solid scores from both of us absolutely all right, man, let's move on to our next category, which is going to be our music. And I am shocked that we don't have a dynamic music partner here involved with with this music. But that's not to say that this uh, the music is is any less grand or uh, or on par for what we're used to with DC animation. Um, I, I thought, especially for this episode, being set in space. It mm-hmm. seemed that they really leaned into the the classic space odyssey of horns, f- swirling flutes. You get like, you know, when, sh- when the space cab is moving through space, you kind of get that up and down flute sound that you would mm-hmm. get from a Star Wars soundtrack or, you know, a 2001, a space odyssey or something. Um, uh, so I, I felt they leaned heavily into that. And at least for this episode, you actually got to hear more of the, of the soundtrack. It played more of a pivotal role. I think they were probably, again, leaning into the fact that this took place in space for the most part of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Hey, it's in the name too, space, <laughs> all that space cab, but. Yeah, I I really liked the music. I didn't think that there was one piece other than, like I said, maybe the swirling flute and some of the some of the horns that were clearly brought in to homage those great uh, sci fi uh, uh, soundtracks of uh, Mm -hmm. of of old. But uh, I ended up giving music a a pretty strong six out of 10 regardless. What about you?
3: Yeah, I went just one point higher. I went seven out of ten. I think it's yeah. I, th- I think for for all the reasons you just mentioned, it's got that very grandiose sort of uh, uh, sci-fi, Star Trek, Star Wars feel to the uh to the music as you mentioned. It's yeah. It's uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, and I guess we could talk about it over the two episodes. The the main theme I will say, and this is something I think we mentioned with. Might have been Young Justice's theme, but there's a real nightly news quality to this this little Justice League action music that plays at the start of each episode over there. Seemingly very, uh, if we didn't mention this in visuals, very kind of super friends inspired, uh, inspired opening where we have all the villains and then all the heroes clashing
2: yeah it, it's certain certainly pays homage I, I think to the challenge of the super friends i think that that's that's undoubtedly a uh, a wink and a nod in there someplace but yeah and and because this is an 11-minute cartoon whereas with your 22-minute cartoon you typically devoted a you know 30 to 60 seconds to an entire credit scene this again it it's rapid movement you get villains then heroes then, vil- then here then villains then heroes again and then we're done and yeah so th- that may even even more so feel like it's a uh it's a it's a nightly news type type uh, intro there you expect your weatherman and, and sportscaster uh to to show up absolutely
3: but yeah uh strong seven seven out of a ten for me and six from you so yeah like like I said just I like the uh the the space the space odyssey uh quality to it all
2: right, Liam, let's move on to our final category for this episode, and that is going to be our voice actors. Not a large cast, but uh, we certainly have some memorable folks involved with this week's uh, voice actors. A couple of familiar names, one mm-hmm. probably uh, more familiar than almost any of the other
3: ones. But uh, let's talk about our
2: small but mighty voice cast for this
3: week. Absolutely. So we have, uh, speaking of small, we have uh, Oliver Vakir. Playing uh, playing Mr. Mind, a, a veteran voice actor, uh, he gets to uh, to bounce off our, our space cabbie quite a bit. And he gets to, I think, show off a little bit of his comedic side as the episode goes on. They put some kind of a because the character Mr. Mind is literally a worm. He talks through this weird little voice box, so there's this kind of like old timey radio effect that they put on his voice, which I yeah. which I appreciate. I thought that was kind of a neat uh, a neat quality to it. And kind of because it, it just makes that character feel even more like it fell out of a comic from the 1940s. For
2: sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The little effect he's talking out of this voice box attached to his chest. And uh, yeah, it does. It does feel like um, it's something that you would, would have seen in a in a cartoon from from that era. So, you know, the, the voice box has to translate this alien voice uh, into uh, or, or speak for this this alien conqueror uh, on his behalf. So gotta got to love that.
3: Absolutely, and then as uh, playing the voice of uh, Lobo in this one, another familiar one to uh, people who have listened to our show for a little bit. That's John DiMaggio uh, playing Lobo here. He's got a uh, he's got kind of like a, a southern, I guess, like I guess, and maybe with the dreadlocks and everything and the Fu Manchu. They're kind of going for like a like for like that that like raspy, like uh, like Dog the Bounty Hunter quality to him.
1: What hit me? <laughs> A chicken nugget? I'm actually fighting a cake-sized walking chicken nugget! You've interfered with Justice League business. Leave this area now. Listen, foghorn. You're gonna have to... <laughs> okay. All right. Big Bird's got some game. But the mean man please dirty. Oh! <laughs> uh-uh.
3: You know what? I could not southern twang to it.
2: I could not unhear it as a Macho Man Randy Savage impersonation.
3: There, it I, is very similar. Dimaggio does it. Speaking of Ben Ten, as we mentioned, the animation studio worked on that show. At some point on that show, they introduced one of the aliens that Ben transitions into is a like a pro wrestling tiger. Okay, and it's that voice. So uh, I I do think there's a little bit of a uh, a, wrest- a pro wrestling 80s pro wrestling uh twang or or, uh, or or slant to this uh to this voice for sure.
2: Yeah, I just I couldn't I couldn't stop hearing it. It did drop out at times, but there were just certain things that sounded like n- somebody who wasn't necessarily trying to do a straight up impersonation of the Macho Man, but there was just certain things that he said that was like that sounds like straight up 80s cream of the crop macho man randy savage there like and and then the visuals you know obviously the long flowing hair the mustache uh certainly lend to that potentially being an inspiration for mr dimaggio but i i loved his his performance but also couldn't help but keep hearing uh and expecting him to say
3: (laughs) "Ooh yeah you know (laughs) absolutely yeah he has got a great yeah, it's not quite a southern twang to it, but he's just got this yeah this really deep rasp to his voice that's uh that's a lot of fun there and, and completely different as we mentioned it's hard to to hear anybody play Lobo besides Brad Garrett from mm-hmm. uh, you know after after Superman and, and Justice League but just yeah that, I think that's always the best way to do it we've talked about that before with you know somebody like Kevin Michael Richardson voicing the Joker or something where you just want to take it in a completely different uh, direction. And I think yeah. Mr. DiMaggio pulls that off here. And then elsewhere in our cast here, we have Jason J. Lee as Superman and uh, also Troy Baker, speaking of another former Joker voice, <laughs> um, uh, as Hawkman. They don't get much to do here. They've got some exposition to give out about Lo- who Lobo is, who Mr. Mine is, and some kind of generic dialogue about uh, you know heroic dialogue but uh, they they do a pretty solid job but obviously the uh, the one with the most uh, the lion's share of the work here and probably the most famous name in this in this cast list is of course Patton Oswalt (laughs) playing uh, playing space cabbie here very famous comedian who's also done a lot of voice acting work in his time um, and yeah, he's 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 a lot of fun, kind of nerding out when he's you know, when he meets Superman for the first time, and then all the stuff, as mentioned, interacting when he's interacting with uh, Oliver Verker as uh, as Mr. Mind. Uh, he's he's kind of a hoot in this episode,
2: yeah. I, I did, and I mean, from the first line, I was like, oh, that's Pat Oswald, <laughs> instantly recognizable, Barry. instantly recognizable voice. So, yeah, it, it was uh. I don't think it was distracting. And I think those that are familiar with Mr. Oswald know that he has appreciation for uh, the, the nerd, the nerddom and he, mm-hmm. he's a bit of a bit of a comic. but he's one of us. He's one of us. You can say <laughs> that. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's played that role uh, in parks and rec and, and, and myriad of other different, uh, different roles that he's played. So here he gets to play an actual hero. He's an off the wall, uh, sort of in awe of not only uh Superman and and the Justice League. I love that he in his cab he has these different photos with people that he's that he's taking uh that he's taking pictures with Big Barda I think was was one of them. <laughs> the Kilowog
3: is all in there.
2: Yeah Kilowog was definitely uh definitely made an appearance. There were a couple of other cameos there and Uh, Then, of course, you also get get uh, you get uh, the 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 shot at the end with him and Hawkman as the closing shot. I loved that. Uh, And then, of course, uh, the him taking the picture with Mr. Mind is ultimately Mr. Mind's undoing. So got to love that. But uh, I I think Firestorm also was it was one of the uh, was one of the shots there with Black Canary. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I think Mr. Oswald does a does a good job. Um, again, it's it's instantly recognizable. He kind of has the main dialogue uh, for the episode. Uh, he you know a lot of the other is just just fighting and 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 one-liners and quips between the rest of the cast but uh, yeah he's a solid job he's he's a good actor he does the does the voice well believable as the space cabbie I'm I'd I'd be okay with casting him in a live action space cabbie role if there was a uh, oh, perfect call
3: for it, you know <laughs> absolutely he'd, yeah he'd be he'd be perfect for that role and you know we're in a, we're in a brave new era of uh, a DC movies or we're about to be allegedly so there's room we can we could find a space for we could find. a Gunn loves those weird oh, yeah. characters so
2: if anybody would but put Space cabby into a live action film, I believe the uh, the the hands in which the DC films <laughs> universe uh, are are in would would be the one responsible for that so. Yeah, we can make that happen. But yeah, overall, um, I I will just want to I will just add one additional thing here uh, as far as our our voice of Superman. Mm -hmm. Um, My note that I wrote down was uh, he sounds like if you told AI to clone George Newbern's voice, (laughs) like he sounds like there are times where he sounds nothing like George Newbern, but there are a lot there's a lot of the same inflections. It's like you sped George Newbern's voice up to like. 2.5 point five speed, and then and then plugged it into an AI to to have it be cloned. Like it's it's very very similar. There were times where I was like, "Gosh, that sounds so much like George Newbern." Mm-hmm. So in a way, it worked for the for this episode because it was like, "All right, we have all these new voice actors in uh, in this show. Nobody that I'm really familiar with." So that kind of felt like, "All right, Superman is still Superman, even though it wasn't George Newbern." You know, it's kind of like when you get. Troy Baker uh, to come in and play the Joker. It's like kind of sounds like the Joker kind of sounds like Mark Hamill. Oh, it, that's definitely not Mark. Is it Mark Hamill? Like I kept doing that. Like, is it George Newbert? No, it's not George Newbert. It's not George Newbert. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I will. We'll just say that. So overall, I ended up I ended up uh, really enjoying this voice acting cast. Overall, I, I think everybody is solid and uh, ended up giving it a seven out of ten. What
3: about you? Uh, yeah i ended up with the exact same score of seven out of ten i think it's a it's a solid effort like we said i think maybe you don't quite take full advantage of the comedic potential of getting all of these characters together because so much of it is action focused but overall what what we get is uh, is still a lot of fun absolutely
2: All right, Liam, well, it's time to total up our scores for this first episode of Justice League Action. Totaling everything up, I end up with a 26
3: out of 40. What about you? Yeah, and even though I don't think we agreed on every category, it it somehow evened out that I am also at a 26 out of 40 for this first episode. There you go. Hard to recommend
2: these as rewatchability. You know, would would I rewatch this? I will say that just so that I made sure. Uh, I took advantage of the fact that these were 11 minutes and uh, just to make sure that I really, really, really got what I could get out of this. This being the first time I did watch this episode twice Mm -hmm. uh, in in preparation. So I guess by default that says rewatchability. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But these feel like bite size enough where if you want, wanted background noise to put on, it's kind of like teen Titans go. Like I appreciate teen Titans Mm -hmm. go. You can put teen Titans go on, While you're scrolling on your phone, if you want background noise, check back in, hear a funny line, check back out, um, see a funny gag, check back out. Like, you know, so it feels like these could be in the same vein, um, you know, because it's a lot of action of of fighting, a lot of a lot of punching and not a lot of dialogue. So, yeah, I guess it's a I guess it's a one thumb up for a for a rewatch if we're going to do that for these.
3: Yeah, like you said, it's kind of tough because it is these all feel kind of self-contained to an extent um there's not a lot of not a lot of hand holding it's just kind of here's some characters and they're going to go on a quick little adventure so but yeah it's it's fun and i think this is a great like like you said if you're uh like like you said i think at the start like if when if this came on when i was like 10 years old i would have devoured it just because of how many like weird and cool characters uh, got you know got used across this show and kind of lesser heroes got used across across this show so um, that that it's kind of a fun way of doing like a you know it's a a, a good introduction I think to the larger uh, larger DC universe and some of those wacky uh, more forgotten characters like a space cabbie so yeah there's there's definitely something to this uh, if you're if you're watching or 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 looking to rewatch it if you perhaps watched it when it originally aired.
2: Absolutely. All right, let's move on to our second episode of the day, which means, of course, we will get our second official IMDb synopsis also brought to you by the pod tower. Make sure if you didn't do so after our first announcement, head over right now to youtube.com slash the pod tower and subscribe to get our entire catalog. Uh, And uh, here are other 265 plus
3: episode reviews right there. Absolutely. So this is the synopsis for the episode Galaxy Jest, which is written by Dwayne Capizzi, directed by Jake Castorena. Music, once again, by Kevin Ryple, uh, and animation, once again, by SMIP Co. And that synopsis reads as such. Wonder Woman and Superman have to rescue Joker from Mongol. While Batman and Flash try to try to stop the Clown Prince of Crime's massive laughing gas bomb hidden somewhere in Gotham, not bad. Yeah, that covers. Uh, as we said, this is a uh, this one. There's a little bit more to sink your teeth into from a story perspective. We we open with uh, with with a Batman Joker Batmobile car chase already in progress, and uh, and the Joker's. Uh, crashes his car batman seemingly has him dead to rights we find out there's a a laughing gas bomb as mentioned in the synopsis about to go off but before batman can uh, can cuff the joker uh, a strange yellow beam shoots down from outer space and uh, the joker is abducted
1: <laughs> the clock is ticking <laughs> is such a pain in this city. You're too late, Batman. The gut blows at midnight. Good thing I didn't wear a skirt.
3: So Batman calls in the rest of the Justice League to uh, try to track down the Joker while, uh, so he sends a uh, superman and wonder woman into space to track down the joker while uh he and the flash continue to try to search gotham for this uh for this giant uh, laughing gas bomb and uh, we find out very quickly that the joker has been uh abducted which i think is this is it's it's funny because it's like if you thought one of these two episodes was written by paul dini uh you would think it was this one because the plot is so so funny of an idea, and to credit to uh, Dwayne Capizzi who did write this episode. But uh, that Joker is kidnapped. We find out he was abducted by Mongol and taken to uh, sort of this mobile ship uh, with him and his followers because uh, they wanna they want to court Jester pretty much. They've <laughs> they've heard tale of this famous Joker from Earth, and they want to hear some jokes. <laughs>
1: Many thanks for facilitating my escape, uh, kind alien brute, sir. I am Mongol of War World. A vibrant cultural epicenter worth visiting, I'm sure. But if you wouldn't mind dropping me off at the abandoned amusement park uh, three miles south of Arkham Asylum. I am Emperor Mongol. <laughs> can i do for you your heinousness <laughs> you are joker of planet earth i am joker of earth this is fun make warriors laugh or suffer uh, when you say suffer you mean of embarrassment right
3: and that leads us into a and we'll talk some about this probably in visuals and voice acting too but like a a montage of different joke styles that the joker tries out <laughs> including including some, you know, traditional knock-knock jokes. And and then sort of he transitions into like a Seinfeld observational humor about superhero names
2: and stuff. Yeah, it's great. He does straight up, he does puns, knock-knock jokes. He does the observational humor that he talks about. Uh, He plays off of Batman and his uh, his in the Seinfeld humor about his uh, obsession with different bat things. Then using uh, superheroes choices of of uh, of naming themselves, these uh, these these giving each other these grand names. Uh, Yeah, very, 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 very funny that he's sitting there doing this. And uh, no one is laughing. Not a single laugh.
1: (laughs) Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Why don't alien invaders eat clowns? Because they taste funny. (laughs) (laughs) But on with our show. What did the magician say to the fisherman? Pick a cod any card <laughs> yeah aquaman doesn't care for that one either an alien walks into a doctor's office with a duck on his head doctor says can i help you duck says yeah get this alien off my butt <laughs> hey folks what's yes. the deal with batman's gadgets huh i mean batarangs bat cars, bat signals dude we get it you love bats and what's the deal with superhero names i mean superman Wonder Woman, you don't see me calling myself Awesome Joker. What would you find in Superman's lavatory? Why can't the you say <laughs>
3: That's right. So as uh, as Joker is seemingly uh, uh, about to be relieved of his duties, he decides to ask for a handshake and gives uh, gives Mongol the old electric joy buzzer trick and. Which does actually get a laugh from the uh, the crowd of of Mongol's minions, much to Mongol's grin. So as he goes to take uh, Joker and throw him out an airlock, we see uh, the, the first of our our space traveling heroes has arrived. As Superman arrives, saves the Joker from being thrown out the airlock, and then uh, he and uh, he and Mongol proceed to have a big old punch up for for several minutes and uh, eventually wonder woman arrives as well in a, uh, in a spacecraft and takes on uh, dozens and dozens of Mongols minions. And uh, the Joker does try to escape on the spacecraft, but is, uh, is caught by uh, by wonder woman trying to escape. And uh, as we, as we cut back down to earth, we see that uh, that Batman and flash are still looking for it. And then Batman kind of at the 11th hour with only five minutes to midnight, uh, he realizes that the Joker gave him a little bit of a clue, as he he mentioned that the that the bomb would go off when the clock strikes midnight, and so he realizes that must mean that the the uh, the bomb is about to go off in the big clock tower in Gotham City. Is there a name for that? <laughs> uh every every version of batman has a giant clock tower in gotham city but it's it's not like named after anybody i don't think the
2: the justice league action wiki simply calls it
3: the gotham clock tower oh well there you go (laughs) very original name well regardless you know what if it ain't broke right that's right but yes we uh we 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 go there and we have what i think is a really fun sequence we'll certainly talk more about in uh visuals to kind of load us out Batman arrives but the bomb's about to go off so he basically pulls the uh the bomb out of the out of the device to try to stifle the uh explosion but he's sort of not the explosion does go off and kind of knocks him out of the clock tower so the gas begins to spread at which point the flash arrives and kind of contains the blast using his powers to create kind of a, a wind tunnel to keep it all around the all around the Watchtower, if you will, and uh, <laughs> and then Superman arrives back from Earth, uh, arriving back with Wonder Woman, and Superman does just does the classic Superman thing. He flies around in a big tornado, and mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, uses his super breath to inhale all of the gas into space. Which is funny because as he's carrying it in his mouth, he he himself begins to chuckle from the laughing gas, which I think <laughs> is a good bit. Yep. And uh, we don't see quite what happens, but uh, as he comes back to Earth, having gotten rid of all of it, uh, somehow spilling it out in the space, uh, Batman asks what happened, and uh, he mentioned that he 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 gave the gas to somebody that needed a laugh, and then we we uh, end our episode, cutting back to uh, uh, to Mongol's uh, damaged spaceship as all of his minions, as well as Mongol himself, are uh, are uncontrollably laughing as they're uh, they're now doused in the laughing gas and. That's our uh, that's our wrap up for this one.
1: I know we've had our differences, but I want to let you know I'm available for the Justice League holiday. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> what did you do with the gas? I gave it to someone who needed a good laugh.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, Superman! Oh, 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 oh. I really hate Superman. I really, really... <laughs> yeah, I
2: I enjoyed this one as you mentioned the idea. If you're gonna do these 11 minute cartoons, I mean, you gotta you gotta sacrifice one thing or the other, right? You gotta have a lot all action and very little to no plot, or you gotta have all plot and little to no action. And I actually felt like this episode maximized as much as they could out of both it's a i mean it's a classic tale a joker has a bomb batman has to stop him batman batman's tied up with the rest of the justice league trying to find you know where this bomb is but in the meanwhile you have this side quest of the joker getting sent off to hang out with mongol and then superman has to rescue mongol uh joker is rooting for superman to beat mongol uh and then then it's a race against time to stop this bomb. Uh, and all of that is in 11 minutes or 12 minutes, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It This, I felt like really, really maximized what they could fit into this, having this central plot go throughout. And then you have this sort of side quest that also fits in there and doesn't feel like uh, something tacked on just to take up time either. Cause you don't have the luxury of excess time, mm-hmm. right? Cause it's 11 minutes. Um, yeah. It's really fun. I really, really enjoyed it. I love the idea, the goofy idea of the Joker being ad- abducted to be a, a stand-up comedian, <laughs> and in just in the same vein as uh, the Killing Joke, he's a terrible comedian.
3: Yes, nobody's that is laughing. a really good bit. <laughs>
2: yeah, nobody's laughing at any of his jokes. Uh, of course, he chose things that these 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 brutes are likely not familiar with as his as his uh, comedy, but as his uh, subject matter. But you know the he's still not funny. Nobody finds it funny until he does something with slapstick. And then that gets him that nearly gets him killed. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I love the, the goofy idea of it. It, The rest of the episode around that little side quest is, is sort of standard fare, but uh, even in the midst of that, you get the, uh, the punchline at the end with Superman sharing the gas with Mongol. So uh, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I ended up giving it a a solid seven out of 10. What about you?
3: Yeah, I give it. Uh, I give it one point higher and eight out of ten. Like you said, I just I think they really maximize their minutes. You get you still get plenty of uh, of action and fun superhero stuff. We'll talk about it. I, I really like the way they structured that ending there, where Batman pulls the bomb out and then Flash kind of contains the gas, and then Superman takes you know sucks it all up and then and takes it into of space. Like like seeing the the Justice League teamwork there, where everybody kind of uses their different uh, skill set to problem solve, and then. Uh, and then you get, like I said, plenty, plenty of still plenty of punching for you in the middle of the episode. And then you yeah, have this really quirky and funny idea of uh, of the Joker being being forced to perform stand up for uh, for a bunch of aliens is, is a lot of fun too. So yeah, just a, just just a hoot and uh, a very breezy eleven or eleven or twelve minutes here.
2: All right, man well, let's move on to our next category, which will be animation and visuals. And uh, we talked a little bit about, obviously, in our first review, the the way that these characters look. We get a a couple of additional characters, other than Superman, of course, returning. Uh, But we get uh, we get our first appearance, or our first appearance of the Dark Knight himself, Batman, who. Looking very much like his uh, new 52 costume with a gigantic bat. No, uh, none of these superheroes have underpants on the outside of their uh, costumes either, by the way, Superman, (laughs) no red underpants, Batman, no black underpants.
3: I was going to say the Batman design. It's not, he's not big and buff. He's not the tank that the Ben Affleck Batman is, but it seems like maybe it's kind of based on that suit. Yes. Like the real short ears, and he's got like a, a black utility belt and the suit's gray but it's like a very very dark gray so it, it seems like i mean this this was in production kind of around the same time as that uh, you know as batman versus superman and, and justice league were coming out so that's probably not a, a complete coincidence and kind of similar with wonder woman she has you know kind of the 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 roman skirt or the, or the and the, mm-hmm. the, and the short then the sword and the shield and and her action beats as well so big thigh high boots also <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah so this does feel very influenced by the the live action costumes of the time
2: yeah yeah no no doubt um so we also get uh the joker uh, obviously appearing here and mongol joker uh looks pretty standard to joker fair uh, he does have these Uh, sort of creepy yellow eyes that they gave, gave him, Mm -hmm. which obviously we had a Joker with yellow eyes uh, first appear in Batman, the animated series. So we were familiar as far as DC animation is concerned with a, a yellow eyed Joker, but uh, this one, something about the color palette that they used, it it almost feels like he's jaundiced at times. Um, Especially because you, every, like there, at least initially, you don't really see the red line around his lips. So I think in the first couple sequences, it's either so thin that I didn't notice it, or it's not there, and then it's added later on in some of the close-ups. You kind of see it uh, towards the end of the episode. So um, yeah, he's he looks a little bit uh, like the the color palette is a little bit darker. It's not as bright and uh, and and goofy as you're used to with like a, a I think the again the Joker with the those yellow eyes it's not quite the same same uh neon or i don't think it's not neon but like the i feel like the justice league colors were sort of a muted neon in in that way and then the obviously the animated series was was more straight up brighter colors these these it just feels like it's a little bit dark has like a dark wash over it or something like that so um he but you know it we'll talk about in our in our voice acting here shortly it it certainly feels like the joker in a, in a lot of ways uh mongol is more of a uh of a of a hulk like character in this this episode he certainly uh towers over uh the majority of the of the characters here but and and looks looks more uh, i guess i guess closer to his look in the in the comics um his face is a little bit off. I feel like there's some, they did something to his face where he wasn't as expressive. Maybe he's missing his nose or something like that. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. have as, as defined a facial features as where we're used to, but yeah, overall everybody looks Okay. Um, there is a there's some some certainly some interesting you get a Batmobile here we get to see the what Bat Batmobile we get a Joker truck uh, complete with Joker faces and ha ha's written on the side of it that I thought was uh, was great uh, the sequence where the Joker's giving his stand up I love that it's sort of again, you are limited on the time that you have here so they kind of overlay and you have these transitions of him telling the different jokes so mm-hmm. things are passing by on the screen as he's telling them and then overlaid on top of each other and then it sort of the crescendo is all of these jokes you all of the voices start running together and you get these different neon faces of the joker yeah, that was pop really up. Neat. I really liked that. I thought that, that was a that was a neat way and that again that's also something that feels like an homage you would see in a comic book panel like mm-hmm. that's, it's it's something that it it gets the point across of what what they're trying to communicate to you it's all of these different things overlapping to the point where mongol just screams out in in anger to stop um so yeah i i love that there's also the fight between the fights between mongol and superman are great i love as the joker is about to be expelled from the ship because mongol is 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 uh furious at him for using the joker buzzer he uh, he's about to he's about to evacuate him from the ship by throwing him out into space, and just as, as he opens up the uh, the door and the wind is rushing out and the air is rushing out, uh, Superman is it completely in shadow flies in uh, and uh, the door shuts behind him. And as Mongol kind of or right before that though, Mongol throws uh, the Joker towards the door and Superman catches the Joker by his head. Oh, uh, it was so great. Um, uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed that. And then uh the the fight between Superman and Mongol. There's a there's a sequence that happens where Superman uh, flies into Mongol, he flies him up, the camera cuts, and Superman is flying towards you. So he flies up, the camera follows him up, and then he pushes him back down, the camera cuts, and then he's pushing him back towards your point of view at that point. Uh, but I thought that those were all done really well. And then you mentioned the the sequence at the end with the the disposal of the joker gas i thought was was really really well done so overall I, I thought things were were really well animated i really enjoyed the way things were done um and uh and i ended up giving animation and visuals a a very strong nine out of ten
3: nice yeah i went to just one point where i went eight out of ten i think it's yeah it's really fantastic and they you know as funny as uh, as like that comedy sequence that we mentioned with the joker there's there's some kind of fun physical comedy too like when the airlock opens and Superman's standing there and he kind of floats in and, and then Mongol lets the Joker go. And he, you know, the Joker starts flying out towards outer space. And Superman just kind of very nonchalantly puts his hand up and catches Joker by the face. Yeah. And then drops him. I think that's a there's some there's some really funny bits there. And 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 uh and then yeah, you get you get a big knockdown. I really like this Mongol design too. He kind of has like he has like the Punisher skull, it's like a purple suit, but he has like the big skull on his chest and mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think that's a fun design. the The fight between him and and Superman is pretty, uh, you know, is pretty is pretty fun. They're just knocking each other through walls and, and and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. Wonder Woman mixing it up with the uh, the minions as well. And then, yeah, that, that as as mentioned, that final sequence where they 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 get rid of the gas, the clock tower. The shot of Superman when he's when he's flying around the the clock tower and creating the the tornado the way he's posed is very reminiscent of I think of the the way that uh Chris Reeve when he's flying around the world oh yeah um to reverse time in in the first uh, first That's Superman good. film like the way just the way he's posed seemed seemed pretty uh pretty uh reminiscent of that so a fun little fun little homage there as well so yeah overall just uh just a lot of fun and like I said you talk about maximizing your minutes both from a narrative and and like I said, with with the little bit extra added beats and a little B story with Batman and Flash, also still working in uh, quite a bit of uh, action as as the show's name promises, uh, no small
2: feat. Yeah, I I agree. That's uh, reflected in both of our really high scores. All right, well, let's move on to music for this week for this episode. And uh, as much as I felt like the music stood out in the first episode, I will say that it felt like the a music for this episode took a back seat i think some of that is likely because of the voice actors that were involved with the episode you don't you don't have a lot of room uh with our time frame with mm-hmm. the amount of of dialogue there was actually a lot more dialogue i feel like in this episode than there was in the prior episode so you don't have as much room for the music to shine and because of that uh there's I think intentional gaps also, for instance, the the scene with the Joker doing his monologue in the uh, in the room in front of all the guys. It's supposed to you're supposed to feel the awkwardness, the tension of nobody responding and just like hearing a pin drop. So there's no music that punctuates that scene. Um, it felt like a lot of it was just uh, like. Little spurts of timpani kind of like punctuating either a specific line or a specific action that happens on the screen very much in the way that like Looney Tunes would use it where you see yeah. something happen and there's like a burst of a burst of music and then silence and then you might hear a little bit creep in later on and then it's sort of crescendos and then it stops. Um, so that, that felt like for this episode, at least that's how the music went and was a little bit, you know, juxtaposed against the other episode that we just covered. It was a, certainly a different take on it. It very well could have been what was asked. There's just, you know, it, I think again, the, who you have, as far as the voice actors are concerned, you don't want to. You don't want to outshine them. You want to kind of rely on their voice acting ability in order to, to cover most of what's happening on screen uh, and accompanying the visuals that you're seeing. So, um, you know, I don't think there was anything offensive or bad for the episode, but I ended up giving it a five out of 10 just because I, I didn't think that there was anything that was that was terribly special or, or noteworthy.
3: Yeah. I give it the exact same score for that exact same reason. Yeah. There's definitely that kind of like little quick, like xylophone strings that'll come in after to kind of accentuate a punchline or, or something, but yeah, it doesn't really feel like, and and you get a little bit kind of maybe more uh, dramatic action music during that, that final sequence where with Batman and the flash and Superman, but yeah, not, not a lot to write home about this for this episode for music, not, and not quite, as you said, maybe not given as, as much of a chance to, uh, spread its legs because this is a much more uh, dialogue driven story. Absolutely. Let's move on to our final category
2: and maybe the most exciting part of the episode, Liam, that being our voice cast. Might recognize a couple of the voices that we're going to talk about today and not just (laughs) because we just talked about them for the first episode, but uh, we have quite uh, quite the uh, the who's who as far as uh, a couple of our roles here
3: uh, for this episode. Oh yeah. So uh, speaking of John DiMaggio, who we just talked about, uh, he voices Mongol in this episode. Completely again, completely different than uh, the Mongol from from Justice League or JLU. Just uh, just just kind of a brute, <laughs> and uh, and uh, he he gets again him playing off of uh, of uh, of our of our Joker here is uh, is is a lot of fun there. Uh, in smaller roles, you also have uh, Rachel Kimsey as Wonder Woman. Doesn't get to do a lot, so it's kind of hard to uh, judge her. Maybe again, maybe some sometime in the future, we'll come back to the show and look for a uh, a Wonder Woman focused episode or two. To maybe she played Wonder Woman year.
2: in a couple other roles. I saw also from what yes. I saw,
3: right? Correct. Yeah. So she's gotten she's gotten a lot of chances to voice the character, but uh, didn't get uh, didn't get much to do in this episode and uh, another another uh, small appearance by a Justice Leaguer. We have a. Uh, the flash in this episode voiced by none other than charlie schlatter who of course (laughs) as we just talked about earlier this month voiced uh voiced the flash on superman the animated series and his first ever dcau appearance back in the day and uh, also has since voiced the Flash in a few other uh, animated appearances like in the batman and then here here again in justice league Again, not much for him to do in this episode, but uh, very fun. Very fun to hear a familiar voice when the uh, <laughs> when when uh, when he when the Flash does show up in this episode.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's also awesome. Of course, we talked about us being the DCAU review when we're visiting these Else worlds. It's nice to hear and recognize uh, some some familiar voices. And I dare say uh, Mr. Schlatter is probably the most notable crossover DCAU voice that we'll talk about today, if I had to
1: guess. <laughs> There's not
2: anyone else in this episode uh, that would overshadow him.
3: Well... We'll just have to wait and see because first we're going to once again talk about Jason J. Lewis as Superman. (laughs) And yeah, there's something to be said about just how dry he is. And again, neither one of these episodes really focus, you know, too much on his, on his character. So maybe he, he gets to show the, uh, you know, the humorous side of him or more, more, uh, more range later on in the series, but uh, you know, he does a, he does a fine job. In this episode, he just doesn't get, uh, again, doesn't uh, doesn't have a lot of, uh, not a lot is asked of him, I guess it's fair to say, in this episode. Yeah, he, he doesn't have a gigantic role. A lot of his, his
2: dialogue comes in talking initially to Mongol, who doesn't have a lot of dialogue himself in this episode, and then sort of uh, wrapping things up at the end of the episode, uh, you know, disclosing to Batman just what he did with the, uh, the Joker gas. So, yeah, not a ton asked of him. Again, uh, A.I., clone version of George Newbern kind of
3: fits my description of his performance. <laughs> so, uh, rang true here for the second episode also. All right. And then s- surprise, we have a couple of more, uh, DCAU alumni to finish this out here as of course we have the, uh, the great, uh, Kevin Conroy voicing Batman for the series. And, uh, as, uh, as was, uh, as was the deal over the years, you didn't, you didn't get, uh, you didn't seem to get one without the other Mark Hamill, uh, voicing the joker and uh, i mean it's 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 them doing the roles that they've made you know <laughs> made iconic i think like you said this joker gets to be a little bit sillier even than our you know some of the the sillier episodes of the animated series so like he's 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 pretty much a straight up uh goofball in this which is a lot of fun and as we've already kind of touched on the uh, the sequence the standout sequence is him interacting with john dimaggio as mongol And then having to deliver these sort of various uh, various genres of stand-up comedy as uh, as he attempts to uh, to make his uh, make his his alien captors laugh. Uh, It's very it's a very very fun uh, fun performance from Mark Hamill and and like I said it's it's obviously him as the Joker. But what more can we say? What more will we say? We've got you know we have and we'll continue to talk about him as the Joker. But I will say I think there's something a little bit unique about this one at least from this episode where he's just he's just a little bit more more silly a little bit more spastic and a little bit uh, a little bit sillier in a in a in a fun way that really fits the tone of this episode
2: yeah i think if you're comparing this, like it doesn't have the off the wall sort of silliness of Teen Titans go so it's not that silly Mm -hmm. but it's 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 certainly more on the the somewhat goofy side it's not it's not a parody it's not it's not even it's not a mockery it's not you know it's not even um, tongue-in-cheek humor there is still like a serious undertone to this but there is it sounds silly saying it when all we do is talk about cartoons, but it's just <laughs> a little more cartoony. Like yeah. it's a little bit more. There's like a dash of Looney Tunes that's like that's like in this DNA. Um, you know, the, things are a little bit. When he's getting out of the the truck, like he's he's kind of like stuck in the window, and then he pops out, and there's like a pop sound effect, and his body you know bunches up and then recoils and he talks about how it's difficult to find parking in gotham so you know it's there is there is something in this that this this is not this is not On the more realistic side of things, if you're looking at cartoons. So I think they play into that. And some of that certainly comes out in the performance. This obviously is one of Mr. Hamill's last performances, I think, as the Joker, like one of the final times it rolls before he retired the Joker um completely obviously he did it a few more times after this but um there's certainly you know his 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 voice is a little bit more raspy as he's gotten older so there's something to that but i i think it it fits with the way that this character because he's just he's just a little bit more goofy he's less the sinister killer clown that we've seen in the dcau or the homicidal clown that you see in the arkham games or
3: Mm -hmm.
2: you you know this is more of the i guess this would be the the comedian if you're gonna go (laughs) gonna go the through the three joker route right Mm -hmm. he's just he's just a little bit funnier a little bit goofier um you know yeah i i would say i would say that probably fits fits who this this joker version of mark hamill is if we're going down the three joker route so yeah it's uh it's unsurprisingly very good um i, I think the the when he said go superman and then he pauses and then you know his face scrunches up and he goes boo yeah <laughs> it's like that classic mark hamill like love it um uh, yeah, really, really, unsurprisingly, very good at playing the Joker.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, and like I said, just a another side. All these years into the role, uh, is is always fun to see from from Mr. Hamill. So, yeah, for uh, for a pretty strong voice cast, uh, obviously bolstered by by Mark Hamill, I uh, I gave voice acting another very strong eight out of ten for this uh, for this week.
2: Yeah, I went. Uh, I went just one point higher. It's hard for me to have Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill in a, in a cartoon playing those roles and uh, and not just be giddy inside and enjoy it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's um yeah, it just gives me the feels. I love it. Uh, there's no one better. As longtime listeners are going to know, people that enjoy the DCAU are going to know there there won't be anybody in my mind that will ever do it any better. So. Uh, yeah, having both of them in these roles, uh, slightly different, obviously than than the DCAU and the other other times that they've played these characters, uh, a little bit light, more lighthearted, uh, but still still feeling comfortable and and like putting on a worn baseball glove, you know, it it fits, it feels good, so. Yeah, 9 out of 10 for me, 8 out of 10 for you. Unsurprisingly, uh the uh, the highest score that we get, we uh that we gave for this episode uh outside of uh outside of our animation visuals, both also mm-hmm. got 9s and 8s. So, there you go. All right, Liam, well that will begin to uh to wrap this episode up. So, totaling everything that I have here, I end up with a a pretty
3: impressive 30 out of 40. What about you? yeah and i ended up just one point lower at a 29 out of 40 so yeah i think if this is if you're keen to just check out this this show for the first time i think this is a great one to start with obviously you get to ease in because you have some familiar voices as far as your voice actors go and it's but it's i think it's just a, it's just a delightful uh delightful 12 minutes
2: yeah <laughs> um, i I I would wholeheartedly agree. I would also say that uh, just for those listening, if you're listening to this, uh, at least for now at the original recording date, uh, this is available on Amazon Prime. Do not believe Google that tells you that it's available on Macs. As you know, a lot of things have been (laughs) shuffled around in the uh, Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers Discovery Uh, selling off of intellectual properties
3: or licensing of intellectual properties to, to Mm -hmm. different, uh, different streaming services. Which which again, I just want to reiterate. I love, I love that. You're a big brands guy. People love brands. I love synergy between brands and I like when one brand sells their intellectual property to another brand.
2: Yep. Yep. You're all about the corporations. Anybody that knows (laughs)
3: Liam
0: one thing that he
2: loves it's big corporations. Yep. and a toast to unbridled capitalism. <laughs> that's, uh, that's our that's our favorite quote here at this at the DCAU. It's pretty much what we share for. Yeah, right. uh, We live for, stand for. Uh, but yes, uh, so check that out if you're if you're interested. You have Amazon Prime, like most of most of America probably does. Uh, it's available for streaming there. But uh, the entire series is so, yeah, if you haven't watched these episodes, haven't watched uh, any of Justice League action, this would probably be the one of the two that we reviewed. I would invite you to watch this one also, not only just because of the the fun that's had the goofy, goofy story uh, here that that we had written by uh, written by uh, Dwayne uh, Capizzi that, as you mentioned, has done Countless different DC animated projects, maybe most famously the 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 Batman uh, cartoon and some of the uh, some of the other uh, more direct-to-video DC animated projects. I think he was involved in the Superman Doomsday movie, also. So, uh, yeah, lots of lots of DC stuff under his belt. But uh, yeah, this one is uh, is just a joy for multiple different reasons, and and will probably feel right at home for DC. AU fans so uh definitely recommend this one if if we're giving rewatchability recommendations maybe instead of a rewatchability it's like hey is this worth checking out yeah i'd say i'd say it's worth checking out this episode agreed all right liam well that will begin to wrap us up for this week's episode thank you everyone for tuning in we appreciate it if you would like to support the podcast as so many of you do Thank you, first of all, to all of those that regularly support the podcast. If you like us on social media, talk with us on social media, if you subscribe to the podcast and donate your hard-earned dollars every month, if you bought a piece of merchandise, if you were listening to this episode, uh, we thank you. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for allowing us to do this and uh, and have an audience to, to interact with. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't done so already, Plenty of free ways to support the podcast. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app or on the pod tower on YouTube or both. Actually, both of those things will support us. So uh, subscribe to subscribe to us. Leave us a review. Comment on our videos on the the pod tower on YouTube. We do check those comments and we'll interact with you there. You can tweet at us at DCAU review. Follow us there. Follow us on Instagram at DCAU review. Uh, lots of lots of ways to interact and and uh, support the podcast for free. Leave a review for the podcast on the on your favorite podcast app., uh, there's also some some ways to support us monetarily in the show notes, a link to our our store or if you want to buy Liam and I a coffee. There's a way to support us monetarily there. And uh, Liam, we are uh, going to continue here, uh, turning the calendar page, believe it or not or, or not, we are uh, more than halfway finished. The year 2023 and we will be moving uh to the month of july and uh i think it's about time we return back home for some uh for some fun what about you
3: that's right we'll be going back to uh, to where it all started next month with another month of batman the animated series reviews and we are kicking things off with uh it's just a month of uh i don't know if they're all gonna be classics We'll we'll be the judges of that uh, but uh, we've got a lot of uh, really memorable episodes as we make it into kind of the last, the last third of these uh, Batman, uh, you know, Batman, Batman, the animated series adventures of Batman and Robin episodes. And we're kicking that train off next week with the episode Harlick Harlequinade. Man. Uh, we also may or may not
2: have a special guest correspondent joining us next month. It's going to be a mm-hmm, month mm-hmm. to remember Uh, Lots of fun stuff coming up here, so I cannot wait to uh, to do so with you, Liam. But until then, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU
0: Review. Bye-bye.